0: Morning, Goldendale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the Fruited Plains from Sea to Shining Sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop, here on another wild, whimsical Wednesday for Torch Report 450. Are we wolves or are we laps? dogs. Friends, as the next round of Crazy ramps up, it is time to unleash your inner rebel. I'm sure you've heard it said before that uh, the way to a man's heart is through his stomach, right? I mean, there's a meme out there. I put it in the report today. Hey, friends, please know if you're listening on a podcast platform, you just have to go to thetorchreport.com. Check check out Torch Report 450. You'll see this spiffy little meme here. It's got a wolf, and he's got a hungry look in his eye, and he's, he's, uh, he's thinking, right? He's got a little bubble of thought humans are at the campfire i'm cold and i'm starving maybe i should ask for some scraps you know what's the worst that can happen and then of course the second part 10,000 years later there's this little pug and he's got like a cupcake crocheted cupcake hat on you know what's the worst that could possibly happen you know if the government captures the food supply the transformation of food systems you know what's the worst that could possibly happen that was kind of what i was getting at in yesterday's report uh, sorry i didn't get that Recorded again. I'm going to get that out to the Patriot Club here when I get back to the home base and world headquarters. But I was trying to sound the alarm about the globalist plan to use a manufactured food crisis to impose ever greater degrees of control over the global food supply in the near future. This is all happening in real time right now. And of course, their justification is that we have all you know we have unsustainable western diets you know we're eating meat and it's destroying the planet and and also drinking beer is destroying the planet and and growing hops is destroying the planet and cows <laughs> cows are destroying the planet too and cars and and gas cook stoves and portable generators and all manner of american leave- living friends it's it's all got to go at least in their minds it's all got to go and so strangely enough you know all of this stuff to control gas cook stoves, how we cook our food, you know, generators—all of it is really tied into their seedy plans for the food systems transformation that we were talking about yesterday. So, what what they mean? Uh, when they say that we need urgent, it's urgent, urgent, urgent. We need new systems that encompass everything from the processing and packaging of foods to the transportation of food to getting the food uh, you know, from the field to the store to your stomach. Friends, they want to control it all. And ultimately, it means that the government is in control of the food supply. And you think about, you know, over 100 million people have starved to death under communism. You know, this is we we see some similarities here in this cycle of history. And remember that the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. So as I've said many times, you know, uh, hungry peasants are are just more pliable. So what's the worst that can happen if the government takes control of the food supply? You know, now. I do want to show, demonstrate here, kind of weave this logic into another quick observation. I'm going to drill down on, on what these globalists are up to. But there was a headline over at Reuters today. It said, uh, lax testing fueled a wave of cough syrup poisoning. Front page news right there. And it's, you know, this poor, uh, looks like a Middle Eastern lady, and she's holding up a picture of her daughter. And and anyway, yeah, uh, again, you know, screenshots in the report, friends. Uh, but you noticed right off the top, they misspelled fueled. (laughs) You know, classy mistake from a world-class news source there, but just consider the premise of what they're saying. They are saying that cough syrup is poisoning people, and the government needs to regulate it even more in order to keep people safe. And of course, I'm sure only the fools are going to fall for it, but that's the story. Nobody seems to be asking, well, where did all this poisonous cough syrup actually come from? Is it possible? Could it be that, you know, maybe some corrupt government cronies, maybe the state regulator's brother-in-law or some corporate lobbyist, Uh, maybe somebody accidentally poisoned a few batches of cough syrup, uh, I mean, it would be kind of like textbook sabotage, would it not? You know, create the problem, provide the solution. And if they knock out a few peasants, knock off a few peasants in the process, then bonus, friends. I don't know. I just I'm at the point now where I no longer doubt the depravity of humanity. And you should not doubt the depravity of humanity either, friends. But of course, you know, that's all just speculation. So the fact that it was front page news today, that's what caught my attention. And the question in my mind was why are they leading with this story? You know there's so many other interesting things going on right now. Why are they leading with this story? And As I was drilling down on it, just kind of taking a quick look, I plugged it into the search results, and it turns out there's a lot of news out there. I mean, they're hammering on this toxic cough syrup. The uh, the NASDAQ has already whipped up a special report on the toxic, uh, you know, lax testing-fueled toxic cough syrup, you know, and – all fingers, of course, are pointing at India as the culprit. And of course, you know, the, the entire Western world should have fixed their outrage and mistrust on the corrupt, you know, uh, Indian, uh, corrupt and incompetent Indian regulators. That's what the story they're trying to push out here, you know. And uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, lest you remain a callous and skeptical peasant, the media has been hounding on this message for pretty much since the exact same time last year, there's a bunch of articles out there. I was like, hmm, you know, they're really trying to drive this point. They want to make very, very sure that you know that toxic cough syrup has killed scores of children. I mean, just scores of children uh, because of the lax regulations in India. And if you'll buy that, I'll throw the Golden Gate in free. But it says the Reuters article, and I quote, Toxic cough syrup made and sold in India may have been the start of a recent wave of global contamination. Some of the drug makers could not prove they even tested their products. Bereaved parents are still waiting for justice, period, end quote. Oh, man, the bereaved parents are just begging for justice. You know, the peasants are crying out for more government intervention in their lives. The moral of the story, friends, don't trust drugs from India. That's the moral of the story. That's the point, right? I mean, it's clearly the point that they're trying to make here. And personally, I kind of smell a pharma rat in all of this. You know, I think pharma's probably pushing this, but I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole today, friends. Just in passing, uh, I think... You know one has to marvel at how utterly evil and incompetent the Indian regulators must be, you know? They're they're sacrificing their children just to scrimp on some testing. All oh, those cheap corrupt Indian regulators, they're they're not even testing their toxic cough syrup, you know? They must be soulless. Yeah, but, because over here in America, you know, the the regulators, they just rubber stamp their big pharma requests before they pump toxins into the bodies of vulnerable young children. They should do it the good old American way. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Oh, friends. Um, Anyway, you know, this brings up a tantalizing revelation that right now, if you didn't realize what I was talking about as far as a big farm in America pumping toxics into the bodies of young, vulnerable children, that would be the quote unquote vaccines that they're trying to roll out again. But tantalizingly enough over in South Korea the government now is compensating families if their loved ones die within 90 days of getting their safe and effective vaccine. So, it's, you know, come on down, you know, roll up the sleeve. We're going to stick a needle in your arm. And if you just happen to fall over dead within 90 days, we'll go ahead and compensate your family. <laughs> Holy smokes, friends. It's it's an absolutely astounding admission of evidence that the clot shot continues to be a not so silent killer. You know, it it is the death jab indeed. And this death jab has gotten the rubber stamp of government approval, American style, right? It's it's the corporations. It's the lobbyists. It's the media. It's the agents of government, the bureaucrats, you know, they've successfully conned the unsuspecting masses into injecting this poison into their bodies repeatedly, even as more and more people are dropping dead in public, I know we recently talked about uh, one of the fitness influencers uh, passed. Another one has here now—a world-famous 30-year-old fitness guru, a bodybuilder, a guy named Joe Linder. He has a massive social media following. This guy's got like over eight million followers on social media, and so he—he's one of the latest high-profile victims of the death jab. But three weeks prior to his death, Joe Linder was being interviewed, and in that interview he revealed that he had had four jabs. So he'd got his boosters and all that. He was all up to date. And after the fourth jab, he ended up getting uh, two blood transfusions to clear out these white clots in his bloodstream. The guys, again, he's a super fit guy. So he's constantly monitoring his blood for stuff. And all of a sudden, this thing started showing up, heavy metals and all that. And so he went through these blood transfusions. Anyway, a few weeks later, the guy died. Okay. I mean, it, uh, the story the interview. It's all very disturbing, friends, but I did put the link in there. It's over at the Gateway Pundit. It's worth checking out just to stay fresh on what's actually happening. And what's actually happening is absolutely sickening, especially if you dwell on it. <laughs> so don't dwell on it, friends. Just make a mental note. I'm from the government and I'm here to help. These death jabs have been uh, rubber stamped by our very own you know, government officials. So what I want to point out and emphasize is that, you know, not only were they rubber stamped, they were funded and they were funneled. The toxic death jabs were funneled into the public bloodstream by the very same government and their media puppets uh, that are currently criticizing the toxic cough syrup in India. Hmm. There's really no comparison there, friends. Uh, But the fact that it was the story was front page on Reuters uh, and being run through all these financial uh, outlets and stuff, to me, it tells me that the story about toxic coughs are from India. It's really an economic hit job, right? Because the, the BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, they're challenging the West right now. And I I really see this as retaliation. Another angle uh, potentially could be that they're trying to sow mistrust in the American Public psyche, so that too many people don't get the idea that they can purchase cheap, effective, and proven life saving medications from India because the U.S. government has outlawed the purchasing of cheap, effective, and proven life saving medications right here in the good old U.S. of A. So Americans should not be desperately trying to purchase these cheap, effective, and life proving uh, life saving medications elsewhere, friends, uh, especially not if there was another catastrophic contagion. You guys recall the catastrophic contagion exercise. I'm from the government and I'm here to help. You know, it was the, uh, the catastrophic contagion one that they planned out here last October. I mean, planned for, they planned for the catastrophic contagion uh, this time last year, last October, it was John Hopkins and and the WHO, the world health organization, Bill and Melinda Gates foundation, et cetera. And they did this over in Belgium. And of course, One need not be a radical conspiracy theorist to see that their intentions are as pure as the wind-driven snow, (laughs) says the global cabal. The exercise simulated a series of WHO emergency health advisory board meetings uh, addressing a fictional pandemic set in the near future. Participants grappled with how to respond to an epidemic located in one part of the world and then spreading rapidly, becoming a pandemic with a higher fatality rate than COVID-19, disproportionately affecting children and young people. Participants were challenged to make urgent policy decisions with limited information in the face of uncertainty. Each problem and choice had serious health, economic, and social ramifications, period, end quote. Friends, in a single sentence, what this is, this exercise is, It's exclusive training for medical tyrants. That's what it is. They are conditioning regulators to make urgent policy decisions. Oh, my gosh, you got to make it real fast. Otherwise, people are going to die. You know, they're priming the pump of adrenaline that comes with that desperate need to save lives. And and that way, when the next pandemic hits, not if, but when the next pandemic hits, they'll be ready to rapidly implement authoritarian policies under the guise of public health and safety in lockstep with the global cabal. Friends, this is the same exact logic that's being used to suspend the Second Amendment in New Mexico right now, by the way, right? They declared gun violence is a public health emergency. Therefore, the Constitution need not apply. And by extension, since planetary health directly impacts public health, they can declare a climate emergency, and that's going to give them all the same ill-begotten authority over every aspect of our lives. And if we were to bring it full circle here, since public health affects planetary health, and it's far easier to reduce the human population than to extract more resources from a different planet. Population control in the name of public health, you know, say like mandating lethal injections or restricting access to life-saving medications, population control in the name of public health is kind of like killing two birds with one stone, if you think about it. Again, evil geniuses, right? And quite unfortunately for, uh, for us, for the common folk of the world, they're just going to accidentally kill a few million peasants in the process. And of course, uh, for those of you in the know, and I know the astute listening audience here on thetorchreport.com, I know you know, friends, this is all part of their plan. They're rolling out uh, another round of toxic experimental injections right now. They're claiming that they're safe and effective right now. Despite all the evidence, despite the people falling over dead, they say it's safe and effective. The vaccines are safe and effective. The vaccines are safe and effective. And this is akin to distributing blankets with smallpox on them. Just to put it into some historical context, friends, don't think for a second that the global coalition of guards, Carbon-obsessed environmental wackos don't think they wouldn't do something dark and desperate under the sincere belief that they are saving the planet. we got to save the planet, you know. They're saving the planet for future generations. And if you don't believe me, just go ask them. But I'm here to tell you, friends, they're not going to go anywhere. You know, the eco totalitarianism is already here to stay. And right now we basically just wait their next iterative disruption of our lives, the next unjust seizure of power, the next flexing of force, you know, gone are the carrots. We await the stick friends. That's what they said over there at the Bilderberg meeting, if you recall. So between the destruction and the capture of the food supply, the intentional injecting of poison into the general public friends, I think their intentions could not be any more clear. Fortunately, people are starting to wake up and the resistance is growing and resist we must but still the next round of crazy is coming the only question i have is are we going to take it like wolves or lap dogs friends that is the message of my heart for today if you're enjoying this podcast please take the time to go to the website find the heart click the heart and give me some love subscribe if you have not subscribed already and of course the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with everyone you know get out there and embrace this wild wise sort of wednesday and i'll look forward to talking to you again soon